0: All right Kevin Barker, we have got a ton to unpack from that loss to the Boston Red Sox 6-5 Alex Verdugo walking it off. The numbers because I know you got something to say about that one 416-870-0590 star 590 1-888-666-0590. If you want to talk about the first month, your Highs and lows for the Blue Jays, feel free to do that as well. But, Kevin, we can focus on this game, I think, first and foremost. A lot of questions. Well, no. One question in particular for John Schneider tonight, and uh, we'll see what he says in his post-game media availability, but that would be why he left Jose Barrios in as long as he did.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, you got four lefties coming up. You just walked a lefty. You have four lefties coming up. You have a a lefty in Valdez who last year hit 28 homers, drove in 107 runs. He got power. He's a little fire hydrant. I mean, I, it, it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Look to me like Tim Mesa was hot and ready. Like he was he was in a hurry. He wasn't out there lollypopping balls. He was in a hurry to come in a game. That's a big spot, right? It's sorta, of, you know, that manager that day gets judged on when he takes the starter out. I just uh, look. Sometimes I think you make a decision if you're a manager just so you don't have to answer the question. Now this is the first question he's going to be asked: Is right? Why didn't you take Barrios out? He he had, he'd been in trouble all night. Right? He faced 27 batters. He only threw 12 strike ones. He's pitched from behind all night. He gave up a hit in every single inning. He only had 19 called strikes. He only mm-hmm. threw 56 strikes and 93 pitches. He wasn't very good, Ray right? He battled. He gave him a chance. He gave him a decent chance. This is sort of when the manager needs to raise his hand and go out there and go, I got a lefty in the pen for one reason, to come in and throw to a bunch of left-handed batters and for whatever reason, and hopefully we get that answer before we get off the air of why John Snyder left in Jose Barrios because you can, you can honestly say it cost him a game, right? You just want to turn it over, give your lineup a chance on the road, to win a tough baseball game, especially when your starter looks the way Jose Barrios looked tonight, who battled—that's what the manager's job is. And for me, for whatever reason, John didn't want to bring in Tim Mesa. First time all year that I've been yelling and screaming, bring in Tim Mesa. Let's go! <laughs> yeah. Let's go! Bring him in. I was gonna say, I've he been beside you at games. You're
0: <laughs> you're normally screaming when Tim Mesa comes in, but it's usually something else. So yeah, yeah I, I'm right there with you. I I was surprised it took as long as it did. Again, we'll we'll find out from John Schneider after the game, uh, and then of course, uh, I mean Jordan Romano. Uh, you know, like I'm not. I I know there's this thing about don't use your closers in a tie game. I I mean sometimes you have to. But Kevin, 94 mile an hour fastball. I, I mean that's good hitting. That that's that's good hitting even for a bad hitter, which. Alex Verdugo isn't right now.
1: Yeah, ninety-four is good hit. You 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 said it. Velocity doesn't scare these guys anymore, and that's why when Jordan flips a bunch of those sliders, you got to have your good heater when it's ninety-four. If you're gonna throw it ninety-four, it can't be middle-middle. If it's middle-middle to a left-handed hitter who's trying to get frisky late in the game and walk it off, you know he's been talking trash about the Blue Jays, especially that guy throwing on Wednesday. He's got a little bit to prove. He's looking for something he can turn a burn on. You gotta locate that if you're not having your best heater and just so happens. See it seems to me like that, that John Snyder didn't have his full bullpen that he could go to. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, there's some guys down there not available. And it just seemed like Jordan was the one guy that after Nate Pearson came out and gave him two solid innings. Now you have to go to your closer which normally on the road in a tie game you probably didn't want to do that right you only sort of want to do that at home but it seems like if you don't have everybody available you have to go to this guy the guy's got to be ready and for me tonight Jordan Romano wasn't
0: Yeah, we uh I mean we there's 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 a ton we can talk about uh regarding uh the Jays bullpen after after yesterday's uh, loss to Seattle. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Trevor Richards and um and uh, uh, Jimmy Garcia weren't available tonight. Um, although Trevor I Trevor Richards I was throwing in the Trevor bullpen. Trevor Richards he was, was throwing loose, in the bullpen, so. right? So take that yeah. back. Eric Swanson yeah. didn't pitch yesterday. I, you know, I, I don't, know what, I don't know what, what that's necessarily about. But uh, you know, another talking point tonight, and the numbers are four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. I mean the left-handed hitters in this team. First of all, Brandon Belt was not brought here, Kevin, to be pinch-hit for. By I, I listen, I I would based on how Brandon Belt is hitting, based on how he's swinging. To me, you got to go with Alejandro Kirk in that situation. But this is a guy who was signed, and we you know can roll our eyes, and and I've certainly kind of laughed about it. This is a guy that we were told might be a lead or, or might be a cleanup hitter for this team, a left-handed, a left-handed bat, and it's it's clear the manager's got no confidence in him, or little confidence in him, as as he should. I haven't seen anything that would warrant confidence. But the other thing that surprised me, Dalton Varsho. I mean, Alex Cora just, yeah, you know, let his righties go at him, no fear at all about about facing Dalton Varsho. Yeah, yeah, again, that's an that's an issue, Kevin.
1: Absolutely. Again, well, hes it's an issue if you're going to hit him fourth or fifth in the lineup. Now, obviously, with George Springer out, you know you're moving him up, so he's hitting cleanup for you instead of in, in the five spot. Right. When Kirkie's playing, he ain't hitting fifth for me. He might hit sixth or seventh, depending on when, when Whit Merrifield's in the game. If Whit Merrifield's in the game, he's hitting seventh for me. Right now, that's the sort of the way he's looking at the play. He has that push with his lower half. When you got to push because your stride's separating, you lose your barrel. You can see that. It looks to me like he's cheating a little bit. That's why he hits the little flares to left field. He's out in front. He's out and around. So, yeah, it's about numbers. When you're not putting up, you're hitting the bottom of the order. Yeah, that
0: is uh... – without you know i mean we're at that point right now but i again we ask the question all the time we ask it in our show we ask it now too what are the options uh it's, i understand you brought lefty heaters in here because you wanted to add balance you want to give your lineup a different look but i mean if our show belt and you know who bid you aren't aren't contributing give me the righty I, I you know if i've got a better righty hitter hell it worked last year most of the time you know and and then and then maybe you address it at some point during the year but but it is emerging and and i'm not obviously we're not giving up on dalton Varshaw. we know what he is you're right he can hit seventh play good defense for you he's he's good in the base pass all that stuff he's not going to cost you a game in the field he's not going to cost you a game in the base pass he's a smart player he can play in a winning team but uh, they don't have that impactful left-handed bat i i can't say it any other way again once again, the Blue Jays do not have an impactful left-handed bat in this lineup, and that is going to come back and bite them.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Obviously, when you got to give, uh, you got to give a guy a DH day on a, on a travel day, then that means belts playing first base. That means vladdy has got a DH. That that would mean Kirkie's not playing. When Kirkie's not in the game, then then Danny's p- catching behind the plate. When there are full lineups in there, say Danny can catch, Kirkie can DH, Vladdy's playing first. Then all of a sudden you can get your lineup the way you want to get it in there. Right now it's about who's hitting the best. It ain't mm-hmm. about lefty righty lefty righty. Right now the lefties aren't getting it done. So you, if you have to put seven six righties in a row, you put six righties in a row.
0: Pat in Toronto, you
1: want to talk about Nate Pearson
0: who was oh, great. Let's, let's give Nate a shout out. He hit a hundred a couple of times tonight. Uh, busted some guys inside. Look looked like a guy who looks like a guy who wants to stay in the majors. Go ahead, Pat.
2: I was watching uh, his velocity, and I just kept hearing Barker in my head saying, that'll play. (laughs) Nice. I I spoke to you guys last year about this time when Bo was struggling, and I suggested that I I thought he was trying to prove too much uh, with his contract being in the wings and nothing being decided. And now that he's settled, I'm just like watching this guy crush and loving it. And just, I mean – I played, but not professionally. And just seeing his bat, to ball skills is blowing my mind, how he's able to get inside and get the barrel when it's up and in. It's just insane to me. And after a night that's like just been so hard to watch, I just want to marvel in that five for five. because that Absolutely,
0: was- five for five with a home run without question.
2: So this morning you guys were talking about um, Kirk versus Jansen on losing some strikes yesterday with Gossman on the mound. And one of the things I was noticing in Jansen tonight is <clears throat> how he's able to stick those balls, those balls uh, lower in the strike zone, particularly on the corner. He's not carrying them down and away. And I know that, that what we were seeing in Kirky was stabbing it and bringing it in dramatically. But I'm wondering if you're seeing that as well, Barks, like of, of, of Kirky's, it seems like, you know, as, as a catcher, you kind of got to get – Get your nose down and get your arm extended and stick that 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 down low corner and hold it there for the umpire rather than moving it up and in. And I'm wondering if, if are you seeing that as well that he's just he he he's not seemingly able to, to just get down and stick it.
1: Yeah. Look. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Again, we're 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 consistently talking about these catchers moving their glove too much, right? It's it's the it's the like tonight. You, you look you look at. Uh, uh, the catchers, the way they just are, all, sort of all over the place, right? It's Reese McGuire. You see, you see how much he moves his glove. If I'm, a, if I'm an umpire, I'm smacking him in the back of the helmet and going, "Hey, dude, stop doing that. Like, it's it's too much, right? It's it's just when you're moving it Reese eight, nine, McGuire, 10, 11 inches, it. stop doing it. Stop yeah. moving it so much. Yeah, look, I, this is sort of what you're going to see from all these guys. They're they're trying to have strikes be strikes, and they're trying to steal strikes. That's a lot to ask. A lot of the times with these guys who throw as hard as they do, the breaking balls move as much as they move. The umpire's not consistently having a strike zone. This is sort of what you see, right? It's all about your base. It's about selling those certain pitches. It's about the communication factor between the catcher and the umpire. And whoever does that the best is going to get those calls. So, yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that. But, yeah, it's a little bit of a thing, I think, too. Uh, Kirky not having a consistent spring training is sort of he's playing catch up right now. He'll be fine with those framing kind of things. Now, for me, it's all about getting hot and hitting, and the defense will take care of itself.
0: 416 870 0590 star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. The road trip gets off to a difficult start. A 6 5 loss to the Boston Red Sox. Alex Verdugo walking it off. Game two of the series goes tomorrow at Seven ten on Sportsnet five ninety the fan and Sportsnet Josh in Bowmanville.
2: Hey good day good day lads uh, first time caller long time listener appreciate what you guys do welcome uh, and you thank know. you thank you sir uh, You guys already kind of touched on it. I think for right now you know the, the righties are batting so well why don't let's just stack them to the lefties figure it out uh, my question here is more for uh, Mister Barker. Uh, as, as far as it comes to Belt and Bar show, what are you seeing out of them, more specifically Belt, with uh, all, all the Ks so far to start the year as an approach thing, a mechanical thing? Um, I'd love to hear your insight as far as uh, these two lefties. Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great call. Thanks for calling in. Uh, uh, look, the, the age thing—I'm not even going to say that with Brandon Belt. Look, he's on the team; he needs to go out and perform. I don't—I don't think it's a approach thing. He's been around long enough to know what he can and can't hit. I do think it's a mechanics thing. I did notice tonight he's really closed off, almost like he's lining up towards the shortstop. Whenever you do that, you're one-sided. It looks like your barrel's in and out of the zone, right? You got that sort of spin with your upper body that doesn't allow you to stay through the baseball, which is sort of what he's doing right now. And he's getting good pitches to hit. He's just not hitting them. That, that, that's sort of what it is, right? He, he doesn't expand a ton. It's just those balls that he should be hammering that he's spinning off of and he's not getting barrel of baseball. So, I, look, I, this is performance-driven. If he's not performing, what do you do? I, I think you start maybe giving him a little bit longer leash. you got to figure out what he is. Can he help this team? you got to play him a little bit more and see if he can. If he can't, then you make your own decisions about what you're going to do with those kind of things. But one of the lefties has got to get hot, Jeff. Like, it, if Farsha is going to hit in the middle, middle of the order, which they're sort of force-feeding him that way, he's going to have to figure out how to lay off the elevated fastball. He's going to have to figure out how to get a little bit better rotation with his lower half. He's going to have to start trying to hit a, a few more fastballs. If he can do that, I, maybe he can get off to a little bit better start and, and help this team. Score some He is get, coming up in some big situations that need better at-bats, and that's the thing you worry about, right, is he is a mentally tough guy. But he is hitting under 200. Hmm. There's only so much you can take of that until it just boils over. So hopefully they figure it out, figure it out sooner than later because they're going to need one of them.
0: Yeah, that at-bat in the eighth inning. I mean, you, you've had – Kiki Hernandez has committed two errors. You've got two runs in. Score is tied. You got a guy in second base. You've just seen uh, a walk giving up the match. Chapman. You swing and pop up weekly on the first pitch. I mean, Fastball that's... down the middle.
1: It yeah. was. I don't know what to tell you, I... right? You got to be ready to hit that. You got to be better with your lower half. Like, I, he's getting close to that 100 at bat thing. He's, mm-hmm. he's had enough at bats now that he should be able to lay off the elevated fastball. He should start hitting some baseballs harder. He shouldn't miss as many fastballs. He needs to turn this thing around and turn it around in a hurry.
0: 416 870 star 590, 590 The Blue Jays, 6-5 losers tonight to the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox walking it off. Let's take a break. We're waiting for some comments from John Schneider, particularly want to find out from John Schneider, the thought process behind leaving Jose Burrios in the game. So we'll get that to you as soon as we have it. Let's take a break and come back. It's Blue Jays Talk on SportsNet 590 The Fan and the SportsNet Radio Network. All right, the numbers to call are 416-870-0590. Star 591 Triple Eight Triple Six Zero Five Ninety. Lots to talk about after that 6-5 loss to Boston Red Sox. You want to talk about John Schneider's decision making. You want to talk about the first month of the season, what you've seen from the Blue Jays that you liked, maybe what you have seen from the Blue Jays that you don't like but right now it's time for the major league standings watch presented by bet 365 download the bet 365 app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games 19 plus play responsibly ontario only well it could be worse you could be a yankees fan Uh uh-oh aaron judge has gone on the il that's not the only bad news today though the yankees got a gem from domingo herman Ended up losing 3-2, a couple of unearned runs. The ninth inning, 3-2, the Cleveland Guardians beating them. A couple of errors, one of them by Clay Holmes, a pitcher. Again, Domingo Herman was terrific. But uh, the Cleveland Guardians pulling off a 3-2 win over the New York Yankees. The Yankees and the Jays and the Red Sox were the only teams in action in the American League East today. So the standings are thus. Tampa Bay is 23-6. and Baltimore is 19 and six. Toronto's 18 and 11. Boston is 16 and 14. Kevin Barker, the New York Yankees at 15 and 15, are in last place in the American League East. Now, we thought there might be some balance this year, but you always asked me. You've you've asked me all year. Are you surprised that Tampa Bay is doing what they're doing? Are you surprised that Baltimore's doing what they're doing? I will say this: at no point this year yeah you know, other than the start of the year when anybody can go 0 for two or whatever i certainly didn't think we'd be turning the page in the first month of the season and the yankees would be in last place at 15 and 15 and i'm saying that with um with uh with for specific reason by the way the uh wandy Peralt allowed a bases loaded walk <laughs> the game winning winning run for cleveland in that game so it uh, a bad night all around a bad night all around for the new york yankees but you know, the Yankees do have a lot of injury concerns, and now with Aaron Judge out for the foreseeable future, Giancarlo Stanton's still out. Uh, they're in a world of hurt with their pitching. Uh, yeah, it's um, going to be some heavy lifting ahead for the New York Yankees, at least, at least in the immediate future.
3: Gee in Maple.
0: You're on Blue Jays Talk with Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. What's up?
3: Good evening, guys. Yeah, three, three changes that I would like to see made. I mean, first of all, for my closer, I want my closer to have the best stuff. And arguably, or maybe not arguably, I think that's Eric Swanson. Uh, I'd like to see him be the closer. And I'd like to see Romano and maybe Pearson. Who knows if he stays healthy? His stuff looks great, but it's still too early to see what he's all about. But I would definitely have Swanson as my closer. That's the first thing. The second thing is, how do you not have Whitmerry? So I know he's been playing a lot lately. This guy needs to be playing every single day. He leads the majors in hits for the since 2017. I, I would put him in the number one hole. I would drop Springer down to cleanup. I think Springer is more of an intimidating guy when you have guys on base. And at the bottom of the lineup, nobody's getting on base, so he's not put in those situations that he's known to drive in runners and he's clutch. And, and I just like to see Mary, Maryfield uh, bat lead off and play every day. And then the third thing. The final thing, I mean, I, I mean, we could beat it like a dead horse here. I think Kirk needs to be DH four or five times a week. I don't know what the upside is on Belt. Even if he gets out of this, what are you looking at from a designated hitter uh, of this caliber? He's going to hit, what, 200, maybe hit seven home runs and drive in 40? That's what you want as a guy who's designated to hit. I think this guy needs to come off the bench, and they got to come up with something else. I'll hang up and listen.
0: Oh boy, you've certainly given us a lot to unpack there. I mean, let's start with the closer. Keep in mind that Eric Swanson was essentially dropped by the Seattle Mariners last year for the postseason. This is, and that, that's what this is about. We've talked about this bullpen. You know, tonight notwithstanding, Sunday notwithstanding, this is a good enough bullpen to get you in the postseason. Good enough to yeah. win in the postseason?
4: Not the main,
0: I'm not. I don't know if I'm necessarily on board with that yet. So I, I, I have no problem with, uh, you know, I with Jordan Romano as a closer George Springer. you will look at, we've talked about the lineup for a long time. We've talked about the order for a long time. I think the move to make, I've said this and I don't think it's going to happen. I think the move to make is to stick Bo Bichette into the cleanup spot. But right now, you know, uh, right now it's going pretty well for Bo and George Springer's not going to be your cleanup hitter. Yeah. I don't, Kevin, my understanding is he's made it pretty clear that he likes leading off. I actually think he creates, I think he creates more fear leading off than he would in the cleanup spot. I, 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 I think at some point you're going to have to, something's going to have to happen. Uh, Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Chapman, some order. I think you may see something, you know, something adjusted there, especially as long as Dalton Varsho isn't isn't hitting, but. Uh, you don't do that right now, you know. You're you're what? You're 18 and 11, whatever the record is. The Record's not bad. The record's not bad. Um, could be better, sure, but I don't think you're at the stage right now where you're going to where you're going to panic. Um, but and, and you know, again, I keep getting back to Bobaschad. I I mean, I know what I'd do. I don't know if he wants to do it. I don't know if they've even had that talk. But he'd be my cleanup hitter because. I gotta get some. I gotta get more big innings here, Kevin. I gotta get more big innings.
1: Yeah, you you sure would be thinking you're playing for the big inning instead of getting the extra at bat for a guy, right? If that puts a guy in the cleanup spot instead of the two hole, I just would, would would choose to ask you, <laughs> who would hit yeah, second? I know. I, that that that's the that's the thing, right? Yep. I mean, uh, if if Varsha was hot, he would be the perfect guy because he's left-handed yes. and he's got yes. pop to the pull side. Like he get he get a few more fastballs, but for whatever reason, he's gotten off to the start. He's gotten off to, and that's not an option right now. You're thinking more about putting him in the seven, eight, or nine hole than you all yeah. would be the two hole. Yeah, all so this that, talk that's about an option. No, I'll just talk about this.
0: I mean, let's face it this this lineup looks like it's not as It's not as varied and as balanced or it hasn't been for the first month of the season as varied and as balanced as we thought it would be. It it has at times, but by and large it hasn't, and that's because you're getting nothing out of your left-handed hitters of consequence. Really, you know, Kevin Kiermaier is fine in the number now. Kevin Kiermaier is going to finish the yeah. year hitting someplace around 250. He's going to steal some bags. He, he he's he's fine. I I put Kevin I removed Kevin Kiermaier from that because he's he didn't come in here to be my quote unquote impactful left-handed hitter. Brandon Belt clearly the organization viewed him as as possibly filling that role i didn't see it and dalton varsho we've said he's a very good player but he may not be ready to be that guy right now
1: well if you notice they moved the fences at the rogers center and they did that to right center you're thinking if you're a ross atkins man Brandon belt comes here he gets out front a little bit hit that breaky ball create a little backspin and gets some cheap homers in that park i steal 15 18 homers from him that's a plus right now he looks like he'd be hard pressed to hit five so Yeah, I'm with you. For me, the Brandon Bell thing was a surprise. Nobody expected him to be here, right? So what you get from him, I think, is gravy. Right now, it looks like he's not even a big leaguer. But the Varsho thing, that's the one guy that I think, by just leading him off the season, hitting cleanup, they think very highly of him. They think he can carry their team for three or four days in a row if he gets hot. So that's the first thing I would think is they're trying to do is figure out how to get him off and and running so he can help other guys, especially that. Okay. One for four right now, be fine with him with a big hit with a runner on second base. That's basically all you need right now. They're just not getting that. And they're not consistently getting that because of the approach at the plate. Brandon belt's not about approach. It's a mechanical thing. At least for me, the Varsho thing is both. And when it's both, I've been through both that takes longer to get out of. So, be interesting to see how they handle it. I mean, it'd be interesting, Jeff, to see if it even helps putting him in the seven hole when it comes to getting him hot. The only reason you put him in the seven hole is is because you got two other hitters that are better than he is right now. That's the only reason you're doing it. So that's that's the that's the interest interesting thing. And hopefully we can hear from John Snyder here very soon. Find yeah, out what's and, going
0: on. And and the thing with uh you're right with Dalton Varsho. You can move him, you can you can hit him fifteenth in the lineup and if he's got the same approach and the same issue it doesn't matter i mean you're not gonna it's not like you're gonna be able it's not like you're gonna be able to uh it's not like you're gonna be able to hide the guy we john schneider apparently is now talking to the media so again we'll uh we'll hopefully we can get some stuff and turn it around for you before we leave here six five the boston red sox walking it off against the toronto blue jays paul in michigan
4: hey guys First of What's all, up, Paul? Show. first time calling in. Really appreciate the analysis you, you provide day in and day out. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you spoke to it right at the top of the show and, and kind of brushed it off as, as, you know, a no-brainer, bringing in Kirk for Belt in that situation. But I, I don't know. I mean, it just it, 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 if we're, if we're going to have Belt on this team and, and we're going to start him, I mean – it, doesn't that seem like that's the situation where you at least want to, you know, with the matchup in his favor, lefty uh, going against a righty that, you know, you, you, you might want to just kind of let that situation play out and give him a chance
0: in that situation? Let me ask you this. What do, have you seen from Brandon Belt this year that would suggest you'd give him a chance there? He has not, <laughs> not been very good. He has not been yeah, very good. I,
4: I, 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 yeah, I mean, I can't. I certainly can't answer that. You know, the track record this year has been—it's been nothing. It's been zero. But um, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, there's probably not a strong, strong case for it. But uh, it just felt like maybe you, you know you give him a chance. It's not a good luck. Um,
0: I mean, I, uh, it, it, it's I, listen. I'm agreeing with you in that you brought this guy in to be your primary left-handed dude who drives in runs. That Hey, right. wasn't us. We weren't the ones saying that he might be a cleanup hitter. That was coming right. from people in the organization. Now, I understand that they, you know, there's certain, I think there was a certain thought process here that maybe you catch lightning in a bottle, and if it doesn't work out, it's not like the contract's going to drag you down and you move on right. to it. But uh, Brandon Belt's inability to contribute is just being exacerbated by the issues Dalton Varsho has had. And, you know, again, um, thanks for the call paul <laughs> yeah you know, this, this off season was supposed to address this it, it was supposed to address this so that john Je- schneider didn't find himself in a position Je- to make jeff decisions to, like- to,
1: to paul's point brandon belt already punched out three times and and if you're john schneider you're sitting over there and you see brandon belt go nine for his last 51 with 24 strikeouts Yeah, And he's punched out three times today, and he doesn't use one of his better hitters with the bases loaded and two outs? What are people going to say about him, especially after he didn't bring in Tim Mesa to face the lefty?
0: All right, well, here we go. We do have John Schneider uh, talking about Jose Barrios' outing in general and uh, also
3: the decision to leave him in. I think it was just pitches in the middle of the plate. They took uh, they took some good swings on him on on uh, some certain occasions, um, but yeah, he was it was kind of teetering on the edge of you know really really good and then you know got away with a couple mistakes and I think just kind of got burned in the end. But um, you know they're a, they're a good team and I think that they you know pick up on tendencies. Probably saw his changeup wasn't exactly where he wanted it to be, and um, you know just move forward, going going from here. Move, just move forward for Hosey. With a one-run lead, I think we were kind of targeting Timmy at the top with, you know, their, their, the way their lineup is kind of rolled out. Um, and you felt you felt good with his stuff, right? So it's bottom of the order. Um, we're a little bit light in the bullpen today. So it was, um, you know, a spot that we trust Hosey in and didn't work out tonight.
0: Well, there you go, Kevin. They were light in the he, uh, bullpen today, it. so that's – he answered it. Yeah, that's, he did. Basically, this is all I could do. <laughs> Essentially yeah, if, is what he's
1: saying. If, he had, if he had had Eric Swanson available, Tim Mays has come in to face Valdez. That that That's yeah. basically what he's saying yes. without saying it. But yeah. he didn't, so he had to try and push it to get Barrios through that inning so he could have Tim Mays to come in and t- pitch to the top of the order. Now you're lengthening that out, and you're getting closer to the end of the game with only having to use one more arm instead of yeah. two more arms. It's yeah. it's Again, this is why we don't know everything that's going on, and nor should they tell us. Cause I was yelling and screaming at the TV just like you were. Bring Tim Mesa in. You see the same numbers that I'm seeing from last year. Dudes got popped. Guys running out of steam. Don't push your luck. But now you know why he pushes luck. And this again is why sometimes it's very hard to be hard on these managers when we don't know everything that's going on. And but I got to be honest with you. I'm still going to Tim Mesa. I'm I'm going to figure it out. You know you, you 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 still got people down there that can hopefully give you maybe an inning plus to help you get towards the end mm-hmm. of the game. You're you're basically that's do or die. You're gonna win or lose the game right there. And that's basically yeah. what happened.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh you're right. I, I I understand John's thinking. I'm probably still going with Mays in that situation as well. Uh but again seems like in the Nate bullpen. Pearson could
1: go two innings. You get through yep. that inning right there. Nate Pearson gets the two innings. Maybe you win it that way. So
0: uh anyhow, at least a little bit of light was shed on the decision to leave Jose Barrios in. And the game at the end of the, the end of the day, it came down to Alex Verdugo hitting a pitch from Jordan Romano, a ninety-four mile an hour fastball into the seats at Fenway Park. Six to five. The first of four games between the Red Sox and Jays are in the book. And the Red Sox have walked off the Blue Jays. Game two goes tomorrow. Again, at Fenway Park, the second of four games between these two teams. So, thank you very much for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, is coming to theaters May 5th. To celebrate, Crown, Canada's number one rust protection, is offering a special spring promotion inspired by the movie. Visit crown.com for details and see Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 only in theaters. May 5th.